a reading of the eighth psalm. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens through the praise of children and infants. You have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them. You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet. All flocks and herds and all the animals of the wild, the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea, all that swim the paths of the seas. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. So I have, I have a couple friends that and when I've watched them preach or listened to them preach in the case of one, Ronnie Jeffcoat, I've never actually seen him preach. I've just listened to his sermon that he gave here. And he said a thing that I like, and I've done this a couple times since then in my own preaching. He said, I'm preaching today from the subject of the subject. The subject here is that the rapper matters. The rapper matters. If you're my age or older, then you remember Bazooka Bubblegum when it came in a cardboard box, had bazooka across the front of it. And it, when you opened it, there was this pink, I guess you'd call it bubblegum, right? <laughs> solidified, solidified corn syrup is what it is, colored pink. It sounds glorious, doesn't it? <coughs> solidified corn syrup. But on the outside of it, each piece, it was individually wrapped. And on the outside of it was a comic that began in 1954. It was Bazooka Joe and his gang. I'd ask you all if you remember that, but you can't nod back to me, so I won't do it. But Bazooka Joe and his gang showed up, and they were with us until December 6th of 2012. And there was always a kind of ham-fisted joke, as people call them, a corny joke that was being told in the comic. For instance, once Bazooka Joe rounds a corner and he sees young Pesty painting on the fence. And young Pesty is painting his name on the fence. And Bazooka Joe comes up to him and says, Pesty, you shouldn't write your name on the fence. And Pesty said, oh, gee, whose name should I write? That's a good question, isn't it? Whose name should we write on the fence? I want to share with you some thoughts that I've had about 
this text as I read it and listened to it this week, as I listened to the word of God that the psalmist records here, the first thing that I noticed is that he says, Lord, our Lord, how majestic, how majestic is your name in all the earth. And what I hear in there is that God has written God's name over all creation for us. If we're willing to read it, if we're willing to look, if we're willing to think about something other than our own opinion for even five seconds, we can see the glory of God in the world. It's not hard. It's fundamentally not hard to do. I invite you, do an experiment. Take 30 minutes and scroll through your Facebook news feed if you're on Facebook. If not, go to Instagram, whichever social media thing. Some of you might still be using MySpace for all I know, but go wherever you go. And look and see if you don't see people posting pictures of beautiful things outside. Look and see if you don't see people posting pictures of their pets and their pets loving on them and them loving their pets. Look and see if you don't see people posting and sharing the achievements of their children or the love of their children for each other. Look and see if you don't see people sharing the goodness of the world that is God's name written everywhere if we are willing to look. The beauty of a sunrise. Have you not seen those pictures? Maybe you've even witnessed one. One of my adult goals is not to see a sunrise unless I'm fishing or hunting, so I can't really comment much on that one. But I've seen some glorious ones on the water. What about sunsets? Have you ever seen the pinks and purples and oranges and yellows? The fire that lights up the sky after a storm when God when God sends sunlight on the people of the earth? Have you not seen the colors that are there? Have you not seen, have you not experienced the glorious smell of rain? Have you not seen the wonder, the wonder of rain falling out of the sky when the sky is blue? Have you not seen a child run happy through a puddle while adults complain about the rain? Have you not seen a muddy dog smile from ear to ear? Where are you looking? God is painting God's name on the wrapper that we call the universe. It is what envelops us. Who are the, I guess, solidified corn syrup of creation if you push the analogy too far. But the wrapper matters, dear ones. The things that are around us are meant to show us God's glory in ways that we absolutely cannot deny. Think about what the psalmist says about some of those. I'm going to leave one to come back to it. But he says, your glory is in the heavens. Have you ever been in the desert and looked up at the night sky? Here in Rock Hill, we have street lights. So the stars that you see don't even compare with what you can see in the deserts just 30 miles west of Phoenix, Arizona. When you look up, it's almost as if there's not a spot in the blackness that doesn't have a dot, a pinprick. Spelling out the glory of God. Have you not seen a bluebird feed her young?
Have you not seen a mother clutch a newborn to her chest? When you look into the skies, do you ponder God's presence? When you see the vast blueness of it, are you not led to wonder who hung the moon and the stars? When you look at the order of the universe, are you not left to wonder that if it happened by chaos, why then is there no chaos in its order? What amazing things we see when we look around. When we see the wrapper that is around us, we see the writing of God's name all around us. The one who says, I am, meaning I am with you. The one who bees. These are the works of his fingers. The moon and the stars, the psalmist says, that he has set in place. When you saw the strawberry moon just the other night, did it not move your heart? Did it not seem, in fact, like a love letter written to you from your own creator? When you see the flocks and the herds, When you think of the fish that teem in the oceans. When you see the little sand crab that digs into the sand after a wave washes it up. Do you not stop and wonder? God loves something so small and created and ordered its life so that it would be meaningful to others including us. The name of God written on a sand flea. When you walk the shore of a lake or a stream and hear the water, when you see the power of water as it erodes rock, when you see the beauty of a mountain stream carved in a gorge, when you see the fragments and the shales and all of the wonderful things the beautiful things that are available to our eyes. Are you not drawn away? Are you not drawn to consider that there's something greater than you? One of my favorite things to see in the fall are the schools of starlings and grackles that fly over, the schools of black, the, excuse me, the flocks of blackbirds that seem to move as one being. They're astounding. How do they know when to turn? How do they turn like synchronized swimmers in a pool who have practiced for years and years and years? Are they not God's finger writing God's presence in the sky for us? When you see these things, dear ones, Open your heart. Open your heart. For all of them, the psalmist says, all of them, 
are ways that God and God's name are majestic in all the earth. Written for us. To remind us that we too are intended to be a sign of God's presence in the world. You are God's handiwork as well. The New Testament has said, has said that we are all God's masterpiece. We are all God's handiwork. That we are all being changed and transformed to show forth God's glory in the world so that the presence of God will be unmistakable. So I ask you, dear ones, why, why do we resist it so much? Do we truly value our own opinions so much that we are willing to allow them to make us wallow in misery? Do we really love our independence that much? Not our national independence, mind you, but our personal independence. I'm speaking to you as an individual. Are we so determined to guide our own life that we refuse to acknowledge that God is at work in us and maybe leading us to live some way different? Just like the fish, just like the birds and the deer and the turkeys and all of those things that we wander at, just like the waters and the heavens and the stars, the church, dear ones, is created to be a sign of the mighty and wonderful majesty of Almighty God in the world, to bring about new creation and to end the futility of sin and death, the futilities of hatred, especially. For God's way is the way of love, and there is no other way that belongs to God. In fact, God has commanded the people of God to leave vengeance to Him. It's in the book. Twice. At least that's the number that comes to mind. It might be three times. We press forward, surrounded by things that don't point toward God's majesty. It continues to be a hurtful time for us as we watch people who are, who are cast away and feel oppressed try to peacefully protest and their works are being hijacked by people who just want anarchy and calamity and people who really just want to destroy. But don't let it, don't let it cause you not to see the beauty that's happening. Which brings me to the one that I skipped over. Did you hear it? Through the praise of children and infants you have established a stronghold against your enemies. I wonder, dear ones, as you've watched your news, as you've read your Facebook stories, as you've read your newspaper, or some of you still get newspapers, as you've read the Herald online, as you've read USA Today online, I wonder, did you happen to see the story of a 17-year-old young black man? Many would call a boy, I guess but he's behaving as an adult, cooking food for the policemen of his town and carrying the food to them and serving them. Man, that guy is the hands and feet of Jesus. 
He's a sign for us of the majesty of our Lord. Have you seen those pictures of young children hugging each other in the streets? Young black and white children at protest, holding each other's hands and loving each other. Young teenagers, have you seen the pictures of older adults at the protest? White and black, cop and non-cop, hugging each other and loving each other. Did you see the picture of the protesters who lined themselves in front of a white cop after he was separated from his unit and saved his life? Did you see those pictures? Did you see all those images that are being shared all over the world of people who have been rallied to the cause of love? That is God's cause. It is such a beautiful thing to see pictures of little children ignoring the things that they have been taught by their parents and their grandparents. I grew up in a time when I had to listen to my grandfather say the N-word as if it was my own name. I grew up in a time where I had to listen to grandparents talk about the black people at the shrimp boat. And I had to work to eviscerate that kind of thinking from my own life. And I give God thanks that God healed me of much of it. But it still exists. In us. And it strips away the painting of God's name on us. And it causes God hard, to be hard to see. One person said to me this week about something that she had heard that happened in a church where someone got angry because. They were told they couldn't dislike people of other races. And she said, you know, I just don't want to be part of the church anymore. And that broke my heart. Church, we, like the fish, like the stars, like the waters, like all of these other things that the psalmist named, we are assigned to the world of the love and majesty of God. We must protect that at all costs. It is our only, only only priority. So I was blessed this week when I saw on Robin Mead's new show, if you get a chance to watch that in the morning, it's good for you. I saw the same thing on America's newsroom on Fox News and I saw, news and I saw the same things on WBTV. I watched Channel 3 because, you know, that's what my family watched when I was a kid. If you're a Channel 9 watcher, it's okay. But I saw images Children holding each other, loving each other in the midst of all that's going on. I saw a child feeding police officers. I saw a young boy, a young black boy, crying in the arms of a police officer, a white police officer who was crying with him. Man, that's the handwriting of God, and the rapper matters. Dear ones, those are the things that the world needs to see from us. To let down our guard and love each other. It is so vital and important that a whole psalm is dedicated to it. So just like the bazooka bubblegum wrapper shows you what you're getting inside, you know when you see that blue, white, and red stripes, that, that, that rectangle of goodness, You know when you see it that it's going to taste sweet. In the same ways, dear ones, many children are showing us 
that love between humanity tastes just as sweet. And the psalmist says, through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold. Stronghold is a military term, a defense against attack. Our God established his strong, his strong word, not in the words of adults, but in the love of children. Maybe that's why Jesus told us adults that we must become like children if we want to see the kingdom of God. Little children who hug each other even when they've been told perhaps it's not important that they do so. And I was reflecting on all these things as yesterday we went to pick up my child from her best friend's house. A little girl who calls me her white daddy. And I remember that one of my goals as a parent was to raise a child who wouldn't think twice about bringing a human being of a different color, race, or creed to my house. And I felt like I had accomplished something. And it really was important to me to feel that way. As I watched my daughter and her, her friend, a young black woman, walk to my car, or to Samantha's car, get in our car to go to graduation, I tell you right now, dear ones, I saw the majesty of God. Look and watch all around you are signs of God's healing in the world. Don't be distracted by the negativity. Don't let the looters and the rioters distract you from the good things that are going on. Don't let the bad cops distract you from the way that good cops serve us and save us every day. Don't let the negative words of people who, who call people horrible names who are doing peaceful, wonderful things, don't let it distract you from the possibility that even in that person is something beautiful that we can see God in. Don't label people and don't hate people for what they are. Hope for people for what they can be. For dear ones, all of us are intended to be a sign of God's beauty and love and majesty in the world. All of us, every last one of us, that is our purpose. If you ask me why you were created, if you ask me why, why does God care for us? If you echo the psalmist's words, who, who are women and men that you are mindful of them? For what purpose have you created them? Why do we exist? Dear ones, it is, it is so that the glory of God, the image of God can be seen in us. And anything that we do that detracts from that is the worst of sins. So dear ones, look around for the majesty of God and celebrate the small victories that you see. Celebrate the examples of love that you see. Celebrate the hand-holding that you see. Celebrate all the things that speak to the possibility that something is going on that is important. Watch, share it, 
When you see something on your Facebook feed that is powerful, you'd like something I saw this morning where the same person dressed as a cop and a protester and portrayed the two viewpoints, and in the end, the viewpoint was the same. Both are people who want their life to be respected. It was beautiful and powerful. Share those things. Share the pictures of your graduations and your vacation trips. Share, share the pictures of the sunsets and of the fish you caught and of the deer you saw in your backyard, of the snake that was in your yard, of all of the beautiful and wonderful things of creation that are around you. Broadcast them as loudly as everyone else is broadcasting destruction. Be the louder voice and tell people that the majesty of God is written on the wrapper of creation. And that it can indeed be written on the wrapper of our souls as well. Be God's people. Love and be loved. In the name of the blessed Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. And amen.